Well, welcome back to our bonus podcast on our series that we're currently in called One Commandment, Learning to Love. And uh, my name is Daniel, and I'm one of your hosts, and this is also Julie. Hey, guys. My name is Julie Yoder, and I am the co-senior pastor along with my husband, Mike. And today we are joined by two amazing people. We're amazing Yes, we have the old Di Layman and the young Samuel Warden. <laughs> well, and our hope with this podcast is that we just want to go a little deeper in in the Ten Commandments, the One Commandment, and what it means to live a life of faith and how to more practically walk out our faith in a really challenging culture. I would say Very. it's a challenging culture yeah. right just now. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. And so, you know, I always give the disclaimer, we're not the experts, but, you know, we do love Jesus and do a lot of study. And we think we have some insights that can really help you on your journey of faith. And so we're excited just to jump right in. Uh, we have an icebreaker. Do you yes, want to give the icebreaker? I will give the icebreaker. So we have been in this series on the Ten Commandments called One Commandment, and we have been learning that this is all about love, mm-hmm. <laughs> how to love God and how to love one another. And so we thought it would be kind of fun to start with this question. What has surprised you as we've been studying the Ten Commandments? Um, okay, I'll go. Go. Um, I think how simple they actually are. Hmm. Like... <laughs> Like, as I'm reading through, I'm like, wow, this is just like a normal way we should live, <laughs> like yeah. every human. And so I think like I found like how simple it was and yet how complicated my mind can make it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of uh, tagging on to that, Samuel, I just became so <laughs> freshly aware. Okay, the last like five commands, yeah. it's do not murder, you yeah. know, do, do not, not commit yeah. adultery, do not bear fault. And there's only five things God says right. do, do not. not do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah, right it covers a lot of bases, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. I think what surprised me um, is that uh, I guess how the heart of God came, th- like he's really wants to connect with us and mm-hmm. help us thrive in life. And yeah. I, and it, I have always thought of the Ten Commandments as these rules, and they, they just feel heavy and hard. And I guess the heart of the Father um, was just a, awakened to me in some way. Like even that, this is not how you have access to me. I know we talked about in the, yeah. at the yeah. last so podcast, important. but yeah. like he starts out, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Like here's who I am. Here's what I've done for you. Yes. Okay, I've already done this. Yeah. You're already free. Yeah. You're already, you know, saved. Yeah. You, you're already here. Now here's how we're going to thrive. Yeah. Like that surprised me that that was there. Mm-hmm. And maybe I somehow knew it, but I didn't put it together yes. like I am now with like, wow, Jesus, like you were, you were just yeah. there and helping us uh, right from the very beginning yes. to connect with you and thrive yeah. in our relationship. So yeah. that That's surprised great. me a yeah. lot. Yeah. I would say for me, it's that while the phrases are simple, mm-hmm. the meaning is deep. Yep. Mm. And I, I, one week specifically I was really challenged is do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Yeah. And I had always kind of understood that to be, you know, don't yeah. say like, you I know, swear. OMG yeah. or, you know, don't, don't say <laughs> like, you know, don't, don't use like the Lord's name if you, you know, swear or whatever, which hopefully we're not swearing. But, uh, I really did not understand the deeper yeah. meaning. Mm. And as we unpacked that with Leah, 
you know, she did such a beautiful job of explaining, like, we bear his name. Yeah. yeah. We are his image bearers. And so we must live our lives in a way that are not, that is not in vain to him and what he's done. And I found that throughout, especially yeah. the last couple ones that I, you know, you might kind of think to yourself, well, okay, I, I haven't murdered. Check. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> one out of 10 done. <laughs> oh, good. But to get to the deeper meaning yeah. of yes. these, again, such simple statements. Yeah. And yet the meaning is so deep and so much richer than I realized that it's been a really interesting, beautiful, and I will admit humbling journey. And mom, you've always been such an amazing learner (laughs) and postured yourself as a learner. And of course, you're also a writer. And I know that in your book, Wrecked for God, you shared a story um, that really actually helped us as we were shaping this series, because it's a question that we've actually begun to wrestle with a lot. So could you share that story and then kind of connect it to the series? Yes. So I shared the story of a friend, uh, as a, an older man that I knew, and he had a near-death experience where he was taken up into the heavens, and he was in a line of all the people waiting to come before the Lord Jesus Christ and kind of have an accounting of sorts. Yeah. And he was listening and, and watching intently and was just amazed that the question that Jesus asked wasn't, how many souls did you save? Or how many prayers have you prayed? How much money have you given? You know, none of that. Like all the things that we think like make a good Christian. Or, mm-hmm. There was one question. And this question Jesus asked of every person, mm. did you learn to love? Mm. And that impacted me. Of course, it totally syncs with not just what Jesus spoke in a right. heavenly vision, but what he spoke on earth. Right. Because it's all about, mm-hmm. as we talked in our last podcast, you know, a new commandment I give you that you love as I have loved you. Yeah. And and so I love also the focus there on learning to love. That this is a process. Yeah. It actually takes time. We're going to make mistakes. And it is a extremely touchy subject right now yeah. in our culture. What does it mean to love? And maybe yeah. somebody wants to pick up on that yeah. for a moment. Yeah. I read this book called Killer Church. I think I had you oh, read yes. it. And he talks about holy love and how um, like ho- God is called holy like over 400 times and then love twice. Um, but what the whole synopsis of that is that like when we say love, we have to first realize that it's a person before an emotion. And so when we look at it like God is love, when we engage with the Ten Commandments, we start seeing like, oh, it has to first be defined through him so we can be like him. Mm, And so I think when it comes to love, it's not approval. It's not affirmation. It is acceptance because we've all been accepted by Christ. Yes. but it's not we, agreement. Yeah, it's not agreement. But it's, yeah, it's honor. It's but I think when we backtrack, is it a person? His name is Jesus, and then how do we become like him? And the Ten Commandments can help us with that. But that's good. Yeah, yeah. Right. I I think it's important to yeah really define it and mm-hmm. for us to keep defining it. Yep. You know, because I I the culture, yeah, just it, our everyday life. There's so much. We flippantly use love. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this pizza, yeah. or I love mm-hmm. this restaurant. Know, restaurant. Yes, yeah. I love this. I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, so, I don't actually know much about her, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like we have to constantly, in a you know, we we actually need the Holy Spirit. Yes. To, you know, as yeah. preachers and teachers, obviously, we're all we've been given this like 
ability to guide and privilege to, to guide and to mm-hmm. help people. But yeah. I, I just think as a Christian in general, yeah. like the more that we can bring, you know, I love that uh, insight of just like knowing, you know, God, you know, love is a person. And so yeah. we have to know that before we yeah. can even do it yeah. and become like it anyway. Yeah. So well, I think, I think so often we think of love um, in a romantic sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that is really challenging, right? And in our School of Kingdom Ministry, I actually teach a little bit on this, on the relationship part. But, you know, for many of us, when we get married, we choose to read 1 Corinthians 13, which is known commonly as the love chapter. (laughs) Love is patient, love is kind. kind. You know it. I mean, I pulled it up, you know, it is is not, or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never Mm. gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And we, want this to be romantic love, but this actually isn't romantic love. This is agape love. This is God's love for us. Mm -hmm. And it's actually how we are to love one another. Mm -hmm. And so often we reserve this type of love for a romantic person or a, a, or a child or someone that we feel deeply connected with. But what would this type of love look like lived out with every person? Yes. And Jesus challenges us to even love our enemies. That's what turned the world upside down is, okay, he challenged us to do that. So there has to be a way. And thankfully, as we've been saying, obviously he lives in us. Mm -hmm. He empowers us to do it. He helps us, as we've often said, take off the judge's robe. Don't be those who judge somebody by their appearance or even their lifestyle, but be able to see them as made in his image, Mm -hmm. having worth and value. And doesn't mean, again, uh, we agree uh, with everything they're doing, but we do need to have that God kind of love for them. I think there's a strong pull, like right now, especially among Christians, just like, to call out what they hate, to call out right. what's mm-hmm. wrong and all these things and almost like separate themselves yeah. from the culture mm-hmm. rather than learn to love. Yes. Not what they do, but the, these are people Person. made in the image of God with much worth of value. Yes. I love how you yes. always say it that way. So really understanding. Yeah. I, I I wanted to say from that scripture, um, I, someone, I don't know who did this, but you know, love is patient, love is kind. Well, they said, start putting different words in there, names, like mm. God is patient, God is kind. Yeah. Julie is patient, Julie mm-hmm. is kind. Yeah. Julie keeps yeah. no, you know, yeah. Samuel keeps yeah. no records yeah. of wrong. I, and then you start making it personal. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know, it just kind of yes. gives a depth because mm. God is love, he lives in us, you know, so there's, anyway. Yeah, well, even while you were reading that, Julie, like what was popping in my mind was like, that all sounds like sacrificial love to me. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like not. Yeah. No record of yeah, wrongs. Yeah. Like, yes. like not keeping a Believing record of Believing the best. Yeah. Being patient with people when that you probably mm-hmm. don't feel like you should be patient. Yeah. Like it's all sacrificial because it points to the greatest sacrifice and his name is Jesus. Yeah. Right. So, That's so good. Yeah. That's I don't good. know. I just thought of that while you're talking. Well, what's so interesting is that one of our key verses for this whole series is from John 13, yeah. 34, which is, so now this is Jesus speaking. So now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other, just as I have loved you, you should love each mm-hmm. other. But verse 35 is mm-hmm. super important. Right. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my, my disciples, disciples. I love that. which Ooh. is so beautiful in that 
when people want to post the Ten Commandments in places, when they feel deeply about the Ten Commandments, I we talked about this in our last conversation. Yeah. Often that motivation is they want people to know Jesus. Yeah. yeah. They, they want, want him to, to know prominent. his ways. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is that through the new covenant, which we talked about mm-hmm. again last time, yeah. Jesus has now moved inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. We are carriers of his presence. We get to tell his story. We get yeah. to share his story. We get to sing his story. Yeah. Right. And through our love, people will actually come into relationship yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. And that yeah. is both humbling and exciting and all yeah. of those things mixed together. Yeah. yeah, well, we know it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we just have to remember like God's approach, the kingdom approach is usually opposite. It's of, so opposite. <laughs> so upside down. Of what we down. feel or think or, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like people need to know that this is the wrong thing. But did you know that if you show kindness to that person that's showing hate, if you like that will actually change their mind because that's what repentance (laughs) means to turn to God or to change your mind, that will actually lead them to God more than calling out what they're doing wrong or any of that. So I think I even think like one of the things that I talked with our leaders this year was like, it'd be silly for me as a U.S. citizen to go to like, I don't know, Russia and then make say, well, I'm going to live the U.S. way and disobey all of your Russian laws. Mm -hmm. That would be silly. It would get me into trouble. It would not work. So I think sometimes as Christians, we expect people who don't even believe in Christ to function the same way we do in Christ. And so it's that whole thing of like pointing out the wrong. It's like, well, why don't you just love the person Mm -hmm. and build a relationship with the person when they come to Christ? Like, hey, here's some things that, you know, might help you in this lifestyle of being a Christian the Ten Commandments, but yeah. Yeah. we can't hold people to a standard or even to like a certain way of living if they're not even a believer, because yeah. that makes absolute no sense. We wouldn't do it anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's again, the definition of yeah. love. Like it's not agreement. Right. Yeah. It is yeah. maybe understanding. Yeah. Yes. You yes. know, it is patience, patience, kind, kind. I mean, let's no read that verse again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's but the podcast. We're yeah. done. It's like, it's like. I think we just have to continually bring ourselves. I, I think that's why the word is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like bring yourself to the word and meditate on it and let it, you sharpen know, you. again, it's let it sharpen you. Let it say, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm so mad. I'm so angry. Yeah. This is unjust. And there is yeah, a there lot is. of injustice. Yeah. There's a lot of perversion. But how would Jesus approach this? Man, he did things so radically. If you look at the compassion he mm-hmm. had for woman caught in adultery, I know, yeah. you know, that... Thou shalt not commit adultery, you know? Yes. But how he dealt with that, radical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? it. And where we want to push on a story like that is sometimes I've heard from other perspectives is, you know, he, you know, he didn't judge her. He knelt down and he, he lovingly, you know, met her at her level, which is a hundred percent true, but it doesn't stop there. No. Exactly. He says to her, now go and and sin sin no more. There is hope. It's not just compassion met with no action. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I love that story. I've, I've preached that story. It's one of my favorite stories That's to yeah. preach. A good story. Um, but I often think that in a world that is kind of love obsessed and, and love meaning uh, yeah. you, you affirmation and agreement and all these other things that we can, we, we, we want to read the story for what the story actually says. And what the story actually says is that Jesus mm-hmm. freed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gave her a new identity. Yep. Yeah. And said, go and sin no more. Yeah, and he wasn't saying what you did was okay. No. He was saying, you are valuable. You are are forgivable. You are, you know, you can live free from this this 
kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Now get up and and go and live that out. Yeah. Well, and not is, by willpower. Yeah. Right. So right. he was foreshadowing what was going to be yeah. made available through the cross and resurrection yep. in that we become new creation. Mm-hmm. We on, become guy. overcomers. We're filled with his spirit and we are empowered. Yeah to say no to sin yeah. and yes to our savior. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and you so, said in the first podcast, Jesus is the mercy seat. Yes, she he is the mercy, the mercy seat. seat <laughs> and then she walked away freer yeah. than she ever could yes. be. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I think this is really important because as church leaders, I think sometimes we can be afraid mm-hmm. um, to really speak on challenging commands because yeah. we don't want to be seen as old fashioned or bigoted or not open-minded. Right. And so I think one question I'd love for us to discuss is how do we speak the truth in love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, obviously we can't fudge the truth, but I mean, yes. you know, let's just think about the command, do not commit adultery. You know, Jesus tells us now in the Sermon on the Mount, he takes everything to a whole new level. If you look at a woman with lust you in your eyes, yeah. um, but uh, yes, we can't fudge. And so we're, we're going to, to, you know, share what the word of God says. Yeah. But I think sharing authentically from our own lives, mm. I think sharing our own struggles, which we do here, not mm-hmm. to glorify sin or to glorify struggle, but to say, hey, I I do know what some of you are going through, or I've yeah. been there, and here's how God helped me through and how I overcame. So I think authentically sharing, um, it, that in many ways, uh, you know, it it at least calms the storm of those saying, you, you say you're perfect, or this is the only way you can live. No, we're saying, yeah, there's... There's real tension. Yeah. Yeah. So I think vulnerability vulnerability is so powerful. And, you know, I I forget who said this, but, you know, basically share, you can share your scars, maybe not share your open wounds. I love that. You know, there's appropriate vulnerability, but I think, you know, Everybody listening, you have to realize we're all on the same journey. Yeah. Right? Yes. We all yes. need Jesus. Yes. He is our Savior. We're not your Savior. Yeah. You know, this yeah. great pastor speaker that you listen to, they're not your Savior. No, mm-hmm. and we're you not know? sinners now. Right. We're saints. And Amen. so that's important as we share those stories. Yeah. And yes. I know that's confusing to people. It but is. Right. Yeah. It is. We didn't call ourselves a saint. He did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if you share truth without compassion, it's yes. just abrasive. It is mm-hmm. like You're I like think, a clinging yeah, gong yeah, or, or symbol, right? Symbol. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I think Paul wrote something about that. Um, he did. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think what's happened is like we've. I think people really do want people to know the truth, but like truth without compassion, there's no conviction. Yeah. So like you mm-hmm. can share something that's profound. Like I brought Daniel in um, on our sexuality series in our youth mm-hmm. group. And I mean, how many people came back after us just being honest of what we've been through, yeah. yes. saying that without the power of Christ, without the power of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, we'd be in the same spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were lines of kids getting set free that night, yeah. coming to dinner. Would you lay hands on me? Would you? And we saw so much freedom, but both of our hearts were compassionate towards everyone yes. in the room. Yes. So they felt have, safe. Yeah. They, yeah. Felt, they felt like what they're going to say yes. is because they care for me, not because I'm a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when we spoke the truth, the Holy Spirit met the truth. And we saw fruit. Yeah. And so I think if you're not compassionate, and if you actually don't know the truth, like yourself, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's going to be hard to talk about it. But yeah, I think without compassion, truth is becomes abrasive really quickly. Yeah. Well, and, and you are like higher than everyone else somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we live in, in, you know, culturally, 
uh, your truth is your truth, my, my truth, truth is yeah. my truth. And That's that good. is defined right. culturally by, well, I feel, right. I feel, I feel. And I mean, that's extremely dangerous because yeah. I feel one way in the morning and one right. way in the <laughs> night. Your emotions <laughs> are fleeting. Yes. yes. But um, I, again, I'm grateful that we have a God who defines for us yes. what truth is. I don't want to be left to define truth. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, and I can say that after living a long time. Um, and no, it's like changes your life that you don't have to make those decisions. Someone much wiser has already made that. Yep. And it doesn't depend on your feelings. Yeah. 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 I, one just last thing, I think with the truth and love thing is like, uh, I don't know, there's something, there's a theme happening in this podcast <laughs> of just like love, defining love, yeah. like yeah. understanding that compassion, yeah. what love really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because man, so fast, like there's a lot of truth out there, but without that love, it's like, the clinging yeah. gong or whatever, yes. but understanding, okay, this is not agreement. I, I want to understand them, kind, patience, making allowance for their faults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that one right there. I mean, let's just, <laughs> let's just <laughs> take a moment. That one, Daniel. <laughs> make allowance for others' faults. Right. Oh. Okay? Yeah. So if we just follow those words, yeah. man, yeah. you will start to speak the truth in love. And yeah. you will maybe start with love yeah. and then have some equity to speak the truth. Yeah. Well, I think like even the verse that you brought up, Julie, like you will know if you're my disciples by your love for one another. I think we instantly want to go like add the world to that, but he's talking about disciples loving each other. Yeah. So mm. if us as Christians don't mm-hmm. love each other well, why would the world sign on? Yes. Like that's just something that's like really convincing Boom. for and we me. We don't like, have a great history <laughs> of Christians loving one another no. well as attested you know? to by all the denominations, all the yeah. splinter yeah. groups. Yeah. All, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's so I think tough. That's like, good. Yeah. like if we as believers don't show the God kind of love, like why would, like I have to ask myself that all the time. Like one of my kids was acting up the other day. My neighbor was across the street. I wanted to yell at my kid and I was like, wow, yeah. if I yell right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. they know I'm a Christian. Yeah. Does this reflect Christ's character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a question I literally, uh, literally had to ask myself. Like, I'm reading this book by Dallas Willard, um, The Spirit of Disciplines. Great I was talking book. with Died before the podcast. And like, he talks about, you know, what would Jesus do moment? Mm-hmm. And like, he said, everyone wants to answer that the way Christ did, but you didn't do anything in the week to be like Christ. Mm. And so I think it's like, we want to show love to people, but are we being crafted and molded by love himself mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. these great moments? That's so yeah. good. You know, That's I don't know. good. You know, one thing that the, this series and the Ten Commandments and the, even the One Commandment uh, brings up is uh, idols, yeah. idolatry. Yes. Mm-hmm. and That's not an ancient, old-fashioned yeah. concept. <laughs> That's not <laughs> just an exodus. <laughs> right. Like, a, a, and I think what... I think why people maybe have trouble connecting with mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments is because they're like, well, in Western culture, especially in America, mm-hmm. right, we don't really worship these man-made mm-hmm. idols, mm-hmm. but idols are really about the heart, and we have lots of idols. I, I yeah. would love to just maybe talk about that. Like, what yeah. are some mm-hmm. modern-day idols um, that we should be aware of, yeah. and you know, maybe how do we topple those down mm-hmm. so we yeah. put God back in his place. Because I think one of the ways we learn to love is, it, you know, we get our focus off ourself yeah. and the idols and what's for me and what do I need and that kind of stuff and really bless others. So I don't know yeah. if you guys have any thoughts on those modern day idols. I think, is it Paul says in Romans, I don't know if it's 10, 
Yeah, it's Romans 1, where he says, um, people have turned to worshiping the created over the creator. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yes. I think the number Romans one idol one, from day one has always been self. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. where you get to like, I yes. feel. I, I feel, And yeah. so I think this self is, is always mm-hmm. elevated enough to where Paul had to call it out in a Greco-Roman mm-hmm. world of being like, hey guys, like you're worshiping yourself more than the creator. Yeah. And I think that goes for Christians. I think that goes for unbelievers. Like, I think that is an idol that we have seen throughout human history, right? Mm-hmm. Since the garden. That is very powerful, uh, Samuel, because... I think, and I think, Daniel, you addressed this even in your message, which was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, you maybe, should listen to that if yeah, you have Yeah, Michael Crest <laughs> addressed a little bit too. But, you know, we normally do now, as we uh, translate this into right. modern culture, we think of money. Yeah. Or we mm-hmm. think of sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we think of pleasure. Right. Or, yeah. Uh, but the more subtle, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what you're talking about, the idol of self. So just a quick story from my own life. When uh, one of my teenage sons, who's now in his 40s, so this is quite a few years ago, was going through a really uh, challenging walk on the wild side. Mm. And I was miserable. I was miserable. Mm. I cried out to God. I tried to cast out demons. I, you know, I tried. <laughs> yeah, tried. I, I, I tried know, everything. <laughs> and and uh, the when I finally got quiet enough to listen to the Lord and stop trying to do it my way, mm. he said, the problem is, Di, you have an idol of peace. Mm-hmm. Now, peace is a biblical concept, yeah. yeah. But I wanted it my way. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to fix it. And because I didn't have it, I was miserable. Always assign something's yeah. an idol. If you don't have it and you're miserable, wow. it's an idol. Yeah, that's good. So, Your demeanor changes. Yeah, and he just reminded me, I'm the prince of peace. I live in you. That's so wow. good. And so you trust me for this situation. And it was a, an eye opener to yeah. me to surrender that. And I've had to actually surrender that idol multiple times because <laughs> I am a peacekeeper yeah. <laughs> and it's important to me. But anyway, yeah. that's yeah. just an example of an idol. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good. Yeah, as you spoke and you were talking about kind of disordered, mm-hmm. it reminded me back to the beginning that the kingdom of God yeah. is about heaven's order. That's good. Mm-hmm. And that's really I think good. so often what ends up happening with idols is it's a disordering. Yeah. It's where our things get out of out of whack and we begin to again, we are first designed to receive from him yeah, that's good. and then from there we are supposed to be able to love others. And so, yes, I think self mm-hmm. is a sneaky yes. one. Yeah. I do think there are obviously things that can take our time oh, and yeah. our attention and Exercise, our affection. money. <laughs> Beauty. Beauty. Oh, I yes. mean, okay. Yes. So here's a question. Yes. So you said this, Julie, like Self-care. how subtle do you think idols be- are? Mm. Do you think they're more covert than overt? Mm. I think for many of us, they are more, more covert than mm. overt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think we're necessarily like asking ourselves like, yeah. you know, Am I worshiping something? Yeah. You know, right, right. because I think it's sneaky and yeah. I think it just, it happens and we're yeah. not necessarily even thinking of it in terms of that because when we think of idols, we think of American idol or we think yeah, of, right. you yeah. know, we think yeah. of a little, Fame you know, we think or, of a yeah, little whatever. tiny yeah. statue yeah. in a different, like more of an Eastern culture or yeah. something. And so I do think they're very, very sneaky. Yeah. But I think that whole idea that our God has an order, yeah. mm-hmm. he has a good plan for us. He's already drawn us into relationship. It's not, again, yeah. to get yeah. to right. it. Right. No. It's, this is God's best for us. And I think yes. that's really actually freeing. Yeah. And that's it's good. not, he's not denying us money or pleasure or food. I mean, he's all about 
enjoying life. Yes. Yes. And I think, again, the Christian yeah. church historically has done a very poor job of promoting that message because people think to become a Christian, I have to give up this, not yeah. do okay. that. Dualism. Be, yeah, yeah, that whole dualism. dualism. Yeah. And that's like not a Hebraic, it's not a godly biblical view yeah. at all. It Eden, when you translate the word Eden in Hebrew, it means pleasure. Right. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know we can take our mind in the wrong direction with that, but it's still <laughs> yes. God's whole view has always been life, yeah. life and joy, family and food and yeah. and just living. Yeah. 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 So. Derek, Derek Morphew on one of our last classes said that a lot of theologians are going to the word flourishing. Yeah, oh, instead yes. of prosperity or anything, because he said flourishing is the whole system is thriving. I like that. Um, but it's that. It's the yes. flourishing side. Yeah, of the does. flourishing life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I think even culturally, like if you look at the Ten Commandments, you know, there there are exact opposites in our culture coming against oh, those yeah. kind of yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not just God's idols, but like, you know, where God's like, man, man and wife. One one spouse, yeah. you know, yeah. the world saying, "Oh, just try a bunch of partners." You know, yes. it's yes. like yeah. it's so, but it's like it is the thriving, mm-hmm. the best life, the good life. Like he wants us to flourish now. Yeah. I didn't, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. I came to give life and life abundantly. Yes. Like there's all these scriptures that reinforce this. So I, I think it's really, yeah. really, well, really and, powerful. You know, I I had the privilege of preaching on honoring of parents. Uh, honoring mother and father when there's so much more we could say about that, but thinking culturally, yeah. you know, what's happened. And of course we know the enemies behind it, spiritual, you know, uh, principalities and powers, but it, you know, historically, if um, a nation and a certain group of people who are running things yeah. can divide the children from yeah. their parents. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the first step. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. you, you, Hitler, good. Stalin, yeah, You can turn a whole Mao. nation upside down. Yeah, yeah. Turn, yeah. And so, you know, yes, that whole attack to divide the family, yeah. whether it's absentee fathers or divorce or abuse, mm-hmm. I mean, all of it to destroy the family unit. Yeah. Uh, because God knows when there is honor in the family, mm-hmm. mother and father, that he says, it's the first commandment yeah. with a promise. Right. You will live a Boom, long, long life. life and it yeah. will be a healthy life. Yeah. yeah. And so. I, I would just say, like, if you if you haven't heard Di's message, listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One. Two, if there's a relationship, especially with your mother and your father, even a spiritual mother, spiritual father, that is estranged, it mm-hmm. it is not too late. It's not it too late. It is not too late. Just Call them right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pause this podcast. <laughs> text them. It's yeah. just not too late. God can redeem and yeah. restore anything. And even if, okay, my my father's dead, but the way I used to talk about him versus mm-hmm. the way I talk oh, about him now, yeah. Yeah. that is a way of honor. And it, it's oh, again, it's for our life as much as it is yeah. theirs. Like mm-hmm. it will help my life be better. And now as I talk about my dad, yes, he had some bad things, mm-hmm. alcoholic, that kind of stuff. But- there were some good things, and as I talk about him now, there's yeah. there's just I I honor him while I'm alive, yes. even though he is not, yeah. and that's it beautiful. changes our life. Yeah. Yep. you know, so it's never too late. I just want to pause and say that. It's good. Yeah. 
Well, this has been an awesome conversation <laughs> and I love the the emphasis on love. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Because that's so really good. what this entire series is yeah. about, mm-hmm. learning to love. We actually wanted to do a relationship series <laughs> later on this year and then we realized, oh, we already are. We're doing a relationship series <laughs> right. and just the Holy Spirit is so sweet and so kind. Samuel, would you pray us out yeah. today? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray that anybody listening or watching would feel the absolute love and wonder of you, Lord. God, I thank you that as we continue through this journey with you, um, that your type of love, your character um, would be the thing that we pursue. And Lord, I just pray that, um, yeah, if anybody needs healing right now, Lord, that their body would be mended through the loving God, Mm -hmm. whether they're a believer or not, that you would encounter them and that there would be a moment that is like, I felt so loved by Yahweh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So Lord, mm-hmm. we trust you and we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.